day, everybody, and welcome to other sports. Sports podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. Uh, joining, uh, I'm Jordan Pomaville. Yeah, and not joining us for the first time is the sports outsider Phil Ranta. That's right, folks. Phil's not here. Oh, he has. There, there have been other episodes that you and I have just done together. Have we just done the two of us together before? And I know this because even though we joke when one of us isn't here that it's the sports sports podcast. Yeah. When you and I have done it, it's actually the sports 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 podcast because <laughs> yeah. it's more sports. It's more sports. It's, it's almost entirely sports. It's way more sports. Yeah. And it's much better than the clunky Jordan and Phil podcast. <laughs> Which is very little sports. Yeah. Well, no, I was going to say, no, the Jordan Phil is just clunky. It's a clunky amalgamation of sports and comedy. Yeah. Yours and Phil's are like more comedy centric. Sort of stream of consciousness. Uh, yeah. Bit creation. But but less clunky, I feel like. Because I'm Because I try to wedge in sports jokes that Phil doesn't laugh at. <laughs> but he knows that he might, he should. So he does a, ha ha, I kind of get that. One of the first ones we did in Nashville, I like wrote jokes. And I gave up, like, immediately. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then I was just sort of like, oh, no, Phil doesn't get these at all. No, we need each other as the sounding board for right? sports jokes. Uh, listeners at home, why don't you go ahead and send us an email at sportsportsportspodcast at gmail.com uh, and let us know which combination of, uh, of, of which, which duo is your favorite uh, of the, the somebody's missing round robin. And be kind. Yeah. Let's you know it's not you know yeah. let's let's constructive yeah. that sort of thing because and here, here's the big thing to you you folks at home if you're listening to this right now it means that Jordan and I did in fact overcome all of our technical issues to record and post a podcast effectively yeah well people don't know this but Phil in addition to being a sports outsider is yeah. also a podcast producer insider right he uh, is he is the producer of this podcast owns the equipment. Yeah, we record at his uh, sports, sports, sports studio, studio, studio. That's right. Uh, yeah, so so it's it's this is why there's been very few without Phil because uh, we don't know how to do anything. But regardless of that, we have an excellent show today. Oh, we absolutely do. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk some. Uh, I believe we have some baseball. We're gonna, we're gonna talk some uh, some basketball, some yep. NBA finals. Uh, yeah, uh, we have a new uh, NBA finals correspondent. Oh, this will be uh, good. coming to us. Yeah, uh, because uh, it's Golden State in it. We went looking for uh, people around San Francisco, and I'm not quite sure how we hired this guy, but it's uh, it's Wavy Gravy. Sorry, what's that? Wavy Gravy is our new NBA correspondent. That's his name, Wavy Gravy. Yeah, that's his that the name of our NBA correspondent. We paid money to send to the finals. Wavy gravy. Wavy gravy. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, okay. I, I, I have some questions to ask him specifically. I don't know if you saw this. Oh, I, I, I think I know where you're going with this. The Cavs locker room reportedly smelled like marijuana after smelled the game. Smelled like reefer after the game. Oh, man. All sorts of subplots to that. Why did LeBron not want to go to the podium and instead want to do the his post-game conference in the locker room? Why was his head buried in a family-sized bag of Funyuns? Yeah, the whole time. It seemed <laughs> odd for him. Yeah. I'll just answer these questions just one second. Oh, 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 uh, yeah. so good. So, so obviously, a lot of questions about that. Uh, and, and we're going to dig into it with Wavy Gravy, who was at the game and I'm told was in the Cavs locker room after the game. Awesome. So, and we do dope. have a wide world of weird sports despite Phil's absence. Really? Because I thought this would be the time that we would not have a wide nope. world of weird sports. Still doing it. But first, 
The grass is green. The glove is cool. Having a dog at the game. Totally baseball. Major rebrand. Baseball's cool now. Totally baseball. I was really hoping without Phil here that we might get back to the only baseball that I I know and love. The only, one that I grew up with. Only you know? baseball is dead. <laughs> okay, we've moved on in a new exciting direction. This is totally baseball. It's rad. It's just totally baseball to me has too many like bat flips and... And Ken Griffey Jr. wearing a backwards hat. Totally baseball is that new color of Gatorade that you're not sure what color it is, but <laughs> mm, boy, is it tasty. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Milwaukee Brewers rookie Brett Phillips was called up by the big club this week. Despite being in the minors, Brett Phillips was already a viral sensation Ooh. due to his very strange laugh. Very strange laugh? It starts out normal. Like I thought, a, I thought ha, this ha, was going to be like viral sensation due to like stupid baseball trick. You knew how to do that weird thing where it looks like your bat flips around a oh, couple no, times. Oh, no, no. See, or... what they did is they basically teammates try to get him to laugh, specifically because his laugh is weird. And it starts out normal, and then it kind of goes into this frozen uh, face, mouth agape look that kind of has intermittent donkey hee-haws. Oh, God. So it kind of starts laughing normal, and then he kind of goes silent with just his, his whole mouth open, just like, <gasps> and then oh. like, <laughs> like that. You know, Phil's mom makes those noises, but not when she's laughing. So, But this week, as he was called up, the reporters were all gathering around to get some sweet quotes about what he can do to help the club. Ooh. You know? And uh, instead, they were treated to an incredible anecdote that their atrophying journalistic skills did not deserve. <laughs> Brett Phillips grew up next door to Macho Man Randy Savage. What? That's right. Fucking Christ, you you can't be serious. It gets better. So he's being interviewed and he says, It's a funny story. Macho Man was my neighbor from 7th until 11th grade before he passed away. Every day he'd see me riding my bike home from school and he'd call me over to play basketball. You would think one of these days, one of those games, he would let up on me. But that was not the case. I got beat every time. I mean, he is macho, man. He is macho, <laughs> he, man. He was, he was expecting some sort of let up in, in the toxic masculinity. Not going to happen. I was, I was envisioning this because he is, okay, seventh grader. Okay, yeah. riding home. From, he's got his book bag. He's coming back. And then you're playing Macho Man Randy Savage. I'm imagining a large middle-aged man just... Hitting basketballs, blocking <laughs> shocks, going hard to the basket, posterizing this poor 12-year-old. How good a, th- a shape do you think Macho Man Randy Savage was in his last, apparently the last four years of his life? Better than an eight, uh, eighth grader. Sure, but I don't know. Like, I mean, wrestlers are in great shape when they're wrestling, but I always assume that once they stopped, things went downhill pretty quick. I like to think around 2.30, he loaded up on opioid painkillers, <laughs> yeah. goes out by his net, sees the kid coming home, hey, you ready to play? Yeah. I can't feel my knees. <laughs> uh, but no, actually, in elsewhere in the article, they allude to it, the game being horse. So that's oh. actually a little more like anyone tall, short, can play horse against Absolutely. Yeah. All you got to do is shoot. And if he, if, you know, if Macho Man owned the hoop. <laughs> that's right. He knew all the tricks. Yeah. Uh, so the quote continues, though the story ends. You know how kids would always be like, one more game, one more game. No. He was the one saying, one more game. We're going again. And I'd be exhausted. <laughs> exhausted from horse? Yeah, well, I think just playing and just like keep playing and playing. You're like 14. You want to go home. You want to have a Capri Sun and some right? snacks. That's play the some whole video plan. Games. But he's just like, no, we're going again. <laughs> wow. 
What a childhood. What what position does he play? Oh shoot, I actually don't have that information, Joel. Damn it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with outfield. That's a guess. Yeah. I don't think that's the case. Uh but uh basically, uh yeah, kept kept him playing, was playing horse. Yeah. Middle school, you're not gonna say no to Macho Man. Macho Man Reggie Savage schooled me at basketball. <laughs> As a child. I would hope, though, that after the game, maybe like his garage is full of Slim Jims and or Slim Jim swag. Oh, so he, he probably died at a young age of something related to high blood pressure. <laughs> Turned out Slim Jims, as a, as a diet staple, can kill you <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> the grass is green. The glove is cool. Having a dog at the game. Totally baseball. Major rebrand. Baseball's cool now. Totally baseball. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil, but not Phil. News, news, news. Age-old sports debates ruined by Las Vegas bookies. Subheadline. Age-old sports debates are joined by marriages, lives, and kneecaps. Rounding out the top four. <laughs> Things, Things ruined by, yeah. Las Vegas bookies. Are the 2017 Golden State Warriors the best NBA, uh, NBA team of all time? I, I don't know. And did, it, what, what was their end record? Was it better than last year? No, last year was the best of all time. Last year, because they only lost eight games, right? Right, but then they didn't win the finals. Right, so it didn't count. Right. <laughs> I would say if the Monstars... We're playing a basketball game for all of humanity. You yeah. Know, we, I would send up the Golden State Warriors, but I would see if Adam Silver could maybe extend the salary cap to maybe just put oh, LeBron yeah. on the team, too. I, think I mean, if, this if is you, the monster. If you add LeBron, that might be an unstoppable team. <laughs> well, I mean, these are monsters. <laughs> yeah. Um, so last year, the franchise broke the NBA single season wins record going 73 and 9. And then they added uh, a top three player in the league, Kevin Durant. And now, so far, we're recording this uh, before it will air, but so far, they are 12-0 and in, in the playoffs. Yeah. And it, they'll at least... 14-0, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. 14-0 yeah. at this point. Yeah, they started out 12-0, entering the finals, won the first two games. They could lose game three. This is yeah. That's tonight, as we're recording. So, I mean, yeah, if you lose 12 games in the regular season, but go undefeated in the playoffs, like, I think that's more impressive. Uh did the 97 Bulls lose in the playoffs? I don't know. No, no. It was the 95-96 Bulls, okay, and yeah. they did win it all. So basically, no, they, they did win it all, but I mean, did they lose individual games in the playoffs? Well, probably. Yeah. yeah. The league was much more competitive then. Right. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but basically, we have the debate. You know, people yeah. are saying, who's better, Bulls or Warriors? And, you know, anytime younger sports fans have a question like this, they can usually get the correct answer from older sports fans who can tell these youngsters with absolute certainty players were actually tough in my era and you worship a bunch of selfish showboats. Yeah. So just Sounds ask about any right. older basketball fan and they'll tell you who's better. Uh, but now the kids got together with their Nate Silvers oh. and their Saber Metrics oh. and they decided to ask the Vegas bookies. Actually, it was ESPN's uh, Ben Fox who asked asked the Vegas bookies. And five of six bookmakers set the 2017 Warriors as favorites against the 95-96 Bulls in a hypothetical game on a neutral floor. Ooh. The line one set the uh, the line as high as Warriors minus eight. Wow. The lowest point spread offered was Warriors minus two. One bookie said it would have to be pretty close to a pick'em. 
Pardon me for asking the tough questions, yeah. Joel. What a what a fucking cop out. <laughs> It'd probably be a pick'em. Fuck you, dude. The game's not actually going to be played. Take a position. It's You're never going to be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite kind of magic? Unless yeah. <laughs> unless uh, unless the ninety five ninety six Bulls like actually showed up in their fifties and then won. Well, I was going to say, when is this? If it's taking place now, Michael Jordan's over fifty. Right. It's happening in nineteen ninety six. Steph Curry is eight. Yeah. <laughs> and still a threat from deep. Yeah. Height doesn't matter. Always has it. But he's still sweet, he's sweet stroke. He's still playing on that six foot hoop. <laughs> There'd be a little bit of adjustment, I think, to the regulation rim. Uh, for sake of comparison, the Warriors were favored by 7.5 games over the Cavs uh, in game one on a home floor. Yeah. So just comparison. And some bookies, the highest spread of bookies had was uh, Warriors by eight on a neutral floor. Wait. So at least one of the bookies felt like this year's Cavs team was better than the 96 Bulls. Apparently. <laughs> uh, as some odds bakers whom ESPN spoke with pointed out, the hypothetical head-to-head matchup is somewhat is a somewhat silly concept. What? What? No. What? Insane. And probably not the best way to judge who is the greatest team of all time. Not only are the two teams' styles vastly different, the rules under which they built their rosters and played are significantly different, too. Here's what Matthew Holt, the COO of CG Analytics, told ESPN. The biggest factor is what rules the game is being played under. Being able to hand check would make the Bulls the favorite. Their roster was built for that. In the no hand check era, the Warriors' current roster is much better suited and would have some serious speed and shooter advantages at key positions. Mm. It's Steph Curry and Kevin Durant versus Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. It doesn't sound like there's going to be many fouls called at all. So I don't know how this would be any different. That's yeah, pretty much. Well, I think it's it's worth pointing out uh, if you're if you're going by that, you know, sort of how how things are going to be called. If you go by street rules, the eighty nine ninety Pistons win all. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's unclear. Imagine how much better they would have been if people hadn't kept calling ticky tack fouls all on these them all the time. Fouls. The bad boys were just slurred. Yeah. Live. Okay. So it's un- it's unclear if the bookmakers interviewed assumed the game was being played under the current rules, or if they even considered the versions of the game the two teams played were not the same. Mm. Nevertheless, debate is fun and good, and imagining a game between the two teams is intriguing. It is. I sit here before you, Jordan. <laughs> Intrigued. It's pretty difficult to argue that Jordan's Bulls, if transported to the modern era, would be able to beat the current Warriors in a seven-game series. They certainly wouldn't be favored in a single game. But on the other hand, transport the 2017 Warriors back to the 1990s, and they'd all be in traction in the ICU. <laughs> so, except for Draymond Green, who could survive on his wits and dick-punching. <laughs> Joining us now on the podcast is uh, Sports 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 Podcast NBA correspondent Wavy Gravy. Oh, hey, Jordan, brother, man, how you doing? Uh, hey, uh, should I call you Wavy? Oh, you call me whatever you want, man. Name's just a label is what it comes down to. That's, that's very kind of you, Wavy. So we hired you ostensibly to cover the NBA Finals because uh, we had the good fortune of the first two games to be played in California. Whoa, man, this is a real trip here. You are you are laying a lot on me. Like, the vibe here is very, like, down to business. <laughs> well, yeah, you're a sports reporter that we hired on contract for an assignment. I mean, 
I understand that, but I also don't feel like I'm into labels in the sense that, like, am I, am, is that who I am? Does that encapsulate me, sports reporter? I'd like to think that sports are a part of my life, but I report to you on no, my life. In th- no, in this and context. And on everyone's life. In this on context. life in general, I'm reporting on it, and sports are a part of that, but, you know, there's so much more, too. Right, but you understand, say, if you were being interviewed on television, and we had to put... On Are the we bottom on television the... right now? <laughs> no, it's a podcast, but stay with me, Wavy. If okay. you were on television, and they had on the bottom of the screen, and they said, Wavy Gravy, and they said, guy who just reports on life, your life, my life, everyone's life, and sports is a part... You see how that might be long, so NBA sports correspondent is a Maybe great label. Maybe just leave it as Wavy Gravy, man. Why label it all? I'm here and I'm talking to you. What else do you need to know? You know, you're right. Pow. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's start with let's 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 backtrack. Game 1 of the NBA Finals. Okay. Oracle Arena. Yeah. Oakland, California. Here's the thing. I went going thinking that I was maybe going to get my palm red, you know? It was Oracle Arena and I was like, "Yes, let's tap into the the underlying forces of Gaia, Mother Earth, you know, and 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 have an oracle tell us what what the future may bring. Like, will the Warriors win in six uh, or maybe, five? Maybe I'm going to stop you right there, and I'm just going to ask you point blank. Were you unaware Oracle Arena was named after the computer company Oracle? Yeah, I didn't know that there was a computer company named Oracle. Larry Ellison, not... Not not a thing. This is not... You're, you, you are from the Bay Area, is that correct? I Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Okay. Hate so, Ashbury until it went all you know, like yuppie. Do do people still use yuppie as a as a derogatory term? Most people I hang out with. Fair, fair. Okay, so you head to the Oracle Arena thinking you were going to get your palm. Well, right. okay, just uh, okay. As long as we're coming clean about something, I totally blanked on the first game, man. If I'm being completely honest with you, I like, was. What do you like? You for you forgot it? Did you? I was on the way there, and I stopped because uh, I needed to get I needed to get some more vegetable oil for the bus, man. Uh, and I I went into this place, and it turns out that they were just like they were doing this awesome like vegan thing, man. And I started talking to this person, and and boy, I gotta tell you, next thing I know, you know, it's Tuesday, and it's like, whoa, wait. So you, you didn't go to game one? I Yeah. I'm, at all? I missed game one entirely. Well, you, do you know how much those press passes cost us? We're a small-time podcast. We Whoa. got you tickets. Putting a real trip on me with the money here, man. I don't want to go aggro. Let's not. But we did invest a lot in this. Okay, understood. But hey, why, why focus on the negative? I totally did go to game two. Okay, yeah, you're right. Game one, blowout. Golden State wins. Game yeah. two, little more competitive. Tell us about that. Well, okay. Well, to start with you, man, it, first, I was loving it because, like, it was just a lot of people there, man. It was like a sea of humanity, you know? Yeah, it was and a sold-out crowd. It was all kinds. And a lot of people were wearing, like, a lot of the same colors, you know? Uh, which kind of bummed me fans. out. yeah. Yeah, because I was sort of like, what about the other colors, man? Maybe maybe, maybe we should, we should branch out beyond just, like, the powder blue and the yellow. Well... Right, and I also like a lot of color, but you know it's kind of a thing when a home team to kind of create a home field advantage. They'll say, "Hey, every all fans like you know all wear yellow." Yeah, well that that gets to my next point here, man. Once once they actually started, like at first they were throwing the basketballs around, and I was loving it. You know, like there was a whole bunch of balls in the court, and 
anybody could take a ball if they wanted one. And anybody could do what they wanted. It was very, it was very free form, man. It was, it was like, it was like the dead back when they were really at it, you know? Like they were shooting here, they were shooting there. Everybody just did what they wanted, okay? But then, then they took all the balls away except for one, okay? And then things got like really intense. People were getting Wait, in each other's on, hold, face. Hold on, hold on. They were yelling at each other. You were describing warm ups. A second ago, when you were saying there was a lot of balls in the court, everyone was shooting, right? Whatever you want to call it, it was beautiful. No, man. no, it was absolutely a warm-up. That's what I will call it, because yeah. that's what it was. I feel like that was a pure demonstration of basketball than any I've seen in a long time. And it's very important. And I and, and you know absolutely. what? I like to go to games early, because I like to see, say, batting practice or shoot around. Sure. I like that, too. But once you got down to just the one ball, man, it all seemed very inegalitarian. You know, only one guy could have the ball at any point in time, and then and then only one person was shooting it. Like, all the stuff that they clearly wanted to be doing, they weren't doing. You know? Five, five of the guys just looked like they were running it down, running around. All they were trying to do was stop the other guy from doing what he wanted to do. Like, talk about a negative perspective on things, man. Wavy, oh. let me ask you, how many basketball games have you been to before this one? Oh, like a bunch. Really? No? I mean, none with like adults playing in them. I mean, I like I like watching kids play. You see the pure joy of it, right? No, and, and I and I get you. I'm just a little little concerned here because I, I don't know that we're going to get the crux of the reporting. But, but being honest, man, rules are a trip, you know, and a bad one. Yeah, they are a bad trip. Right? Rules and, and are tripping the brown also acid. against the rules. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing, man. The whole I was just getting a, a bad. Harsh vibe from from the whole scene. A lot of people chanting. Felt like a very like like a very fascist thing. And I was like, I need to go find a place where I can like lie down. Maybe it'll be a little quiet. Okay. I can like uh uh you know relax a little bit. Okay, no, I get a lot of sports writers. Sometimes they say like during a game, it's nice to kind of step away. But you know, I don't know how thoughts. much I'm supposed to say on the podcast. Uh, you can say anything on the podcast, especially if it's about the game. Okay, well, this wasn't, I mean, it was related to the game in the sense that I went to go do something that the game made me feel like I had to do just to bring myself, you know, down a little bit. Was it kind of like write a couple quick paragraphs so you don't forget them? No, but it did involve papers. <laughs> oh, wavy. Yeah. I so think, I think I'm starting to put so this together. I did, I did, I found this room and it was like completely empty. There were a bunch of like towels, it was carpeted. I took a quick shower, like, it was really relaxing. You know, I was like, I'm ready for breakfast in bed for one, man, me. Oh, and I've been there relaxation-wise. Yeah. And I had, like, a couple, I had a couple burritos, and I, you know, I I went through my, my procedure for relaxation, okay? And okay. the next thing I know, you know, I'm, I'm maybe working my way through one of my papers, uh, and I'm doing naked yoga, and all of a sudden, God, like, like whole bunch of people come bursting in, bursting in, right? Because you're there's in there. a lot of like shouting. Everybody's really sweaty and intense, and it's a whole trip, man. And then after them, like a bunch of guys in like suits and everything, and they made me put on my clothes, and then they were like asking if I had any questions for him, man, and I was like, no. I don't question your experience. Why are you questioning mine? I mean, let me let me hold up here. So it's it's pretty clear that you went to go mellow out 
in yeah. the, in the Cavaliers locker room. I guess I guess that could be it. It certainly this is an important label. I mean, I was looking. It's, it's I was looking. I was room. looking for a place that would have a more Cavalier attitude towards life. You are absolutely correct about that, man. Wavy, you're really testing my patience here. You went to the locker room. Y- you lit up, right? Whoa, dude. Yeah, you got it's okay, it's okay. Hey, it's California. <laughs> it's it's legal. Okay. So you had a little That's what they want you to think, man. <laughs> no, no. Actually Well, I'm I'm sure it's not allowed in Oracle Arena, but it is legal in the state of California. Yeah. Uh you you lit up, you, you got a little high, perhaps. You you were relaxing. By the way Not a little, man. I got pretty high. Okay. That, like I said, all the stuff with just the one ball, all that running, the people chanting and yelling. Right, a basketball it game really, is what it you're really describing. really put one over on me, man. So <laughs> And then the, the, the people who came in and harshed your mellow, those were the Cavaliers. Those are the Cleveland Cavaliers. You, you were in they their They didn't space. seem very Cavalier to me, man. Well, they, 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 were, they seemed really bummed out. Well, they I, had just lost yeah. pretty badly. I mean, I offered some of them some doobage, and they gave me this look like I was crazy. I mean, they looked like they wanted it, but they kept glancing around at all the guys in suits in the room and going, what, are you trying to fucking get me fired? And I was like, no, man. I'm trying to help you, like get out of this this unmellow place you're in. So I think we found out why the Cavaliers locker room smelled like weed. Then, right? This is this is this correct? Can we can we break this right now? It was you, Wavy Gravy. Be. I mean, it I could. was I was taking a shower and it was kind of steamy. I was like, man, there's no windows in here. What if a hot box says whole place? And but you know I didn't I didn't get a chance to complete it. But here's the thing: I talked to this one guy. He was really tall. Okay, had like a lot of muscles. Everybody kept trying to talk to him. It really seemed like it. You was know? this LeBron James? Maybe it, it could have been. I want to say his name was LeBron. Okay, you know? but uh, really tall, muscly. What was his hairline like? Uh, he had like short hair. Okay, you know? yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Might be receding a little bit. I didn't bring it up because he just he seemed real upset. You know. Yeah. But we sat down. Yeah. We had a good long chat, you know. And what'd you guys? What'd you guys uh, talk about? Life, man. Like all of it, you know. Like he was saying, like I'm feeling a lot of pressure from Nike, and I'm like, oh, the Greek god of victory. And I was like, you gotta, you gotta push that off, man. You gotta ignore that. You gotta, you gotta push away all the pressures of life and just, just live, you know. It's actually it's. Oh, I'm actually surprised, Wibby Gravy. That that is a, a really kind of applicable and good piece of advice, especially yeah. for someone uh, like LeBron James. So I think uh, he's coming by man my garden. Really? Yeah, I got like a rooftop garden. I live in. Uh, I mean, like I said, hate Ashbury till all the yuppies. Now I live in. Uh, boy, it's it's like a warehouse in Oakland. Okay. You know? Okay. Not a lot of people know I'm there. You know. Right. In particular, the people who own the warehouse. Uh huh. And yeah. usually. Usually fill it with like grain and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you live in a a grain silo of some kind. Yeah, something like that. Okay. But I, I also, you know, uh, I, I grow stuff on the roof. You know, like some vegetables, like some special vegetables. No, I got, I got, I got a wavy gravy. And I didn't, I didn't mention all that, but, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, when when LeBron comes by or James, he didn't say which one his name actually was, but I was like, no trip, man. Whichever you want to go by, I'm gonna stick with. You know. Uh, he's going to swing by the garden sometime, he said, in the off-season. And I was like, man, every season's on for me. Wow. Yeah, that's the great thing about the garden and living in California, man, is it's like when I'm not planting, 
I'm, I'm harvesting. When I'm not harvesting, I'm composting, you know? Year-round, man. You just you rotate those crops through, except one crop that I grow I grow that year-round. Right. No, I, I, again, I, I got that. But, okay, so... You want to make sure you got plenty of that. Right. You know? And just to wrap this up really quick, uh, and answer me, and, and, and be completely honest. Yeah. Is it going to be wasteful of us to send you to Quicken Arena in Cleveland, Ohio, to, to cover the next couple of games. What? No, man. You can handle I'm this. Gonna, this is something... I'm going to spread the love. Absolutely. You know, and because, I'm... Because game three is tonight, and we're recording in Los Angeles now. How long does it take to get to Cleveland, man? A while. <laughs> a, a while, oh, wavy gravy. Am I going to... Am I going to have to take a plane? Yeah. Oh, because I was about to say, if I got to put together, if I got to put together enough vegetable oil to get, uh, to get to Cleveland, that might take a while. But if, if you got like tickets, that should be cool. And yeah, maybe game four. Hey, something like no, that. No. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I'm going to get to Cleveland. It might take me a little while to like settle in, sort of pick up on the vibe and everything. Though I am really looking forward to see whether or not the Cleveland tries to do something drastic like switch to a zone or a full court press to really disrupt what's currently just a steamrolling offense out of Golden State. But anyway, cool times, man. Catch you later, bro. And now it is time for another wide world of weird sports. Everyone loves the wide world of weird sports. Weird Sports. What do we got this week? Today's Wide World of Weird Sports, Baseball Bats. Oh! Continued. Continued. This is a very long Wikipedia article. Oh, are we, are we just starting to scratch the surface? We're really just digging into baseball bats. This is kind of crazy because I've, I've basically only ever seen two types of bats, and one's a softball bat. Fuck that. <laughs> well, let's talk about materials and manufacture. Oh, it's true. You got you got your ash and you got your maple. Well, baseball bats are made of either wood or a metal alloy, typically aluminum. Yeah. Most wooden bats are made from ash. Other woods include maple, hickory, and bamboo. Ooh, hickory. Hickory has fallen into disfavor over its greater weight, which slows down bat speed, while maple bats gained in popularity following the introduction of the first major league sanctioned model in 1997. Oh. Canadians. Let me tell you something, though. Here's the thing. If I'm going to buy a wooden bat, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to want to get one where in the event that it does break, and I'm very sad, I'm still going to be able to like use it to, I don't know, smoke meats. <laughs> so hickory to me sounds like the better investment because it's like, should the worst happen? You might be interested in a pecan bat. Joel? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that might be your jam. Maybe an applewood bat? Ooh, oh, yeah. cherry wood. Maybe if I could get some sort of, like, blend. <laughs> uh, the first player to use the maple bat was Joe Carter. Barry Bonds used maple bats the season he broke baseball's singer season home run record in 2001. Betcha that made him more popular. Yeah, in 2010, the increased tendency of maple bats to shatter has caused uh, Major League Baseball to examine their use, banning some models in minor league play. Now I'm picturing I'm picturing Barry Bonds and people talking to him like you think it's the maple, <laughs> the yeah. maple bats. You think that's what's uh, fueling? <laughs> uh, manu- yes, probably the maple. <laughs> Manufacturers position each bat's label over the mechanically weaker side of the wood to reduce the chance of fracture. That's why they mm. say you don't want to hit it off the label. 
and deliver more energy to the ball. A bat is intended to be held so the label faces the sky or ground when it strikes the ball during a horizontal swing. Okay. In this orientation, the bat is considered stiffer and less likely to break. I had no idea. Different types of wood will fracture differently. For bats made of ash, labels uh, will generally be where the grain spacing is widest. For maple bats, they will usually be positioned where the grain is tightest. Mm. Mm. Ah, uh, let's see here. Based on anecdotal reports of sales at sporting goods stores, maple appears to be displacing ash as the most popular new baseball bat material in the United States. Next and rising in popularity is bamboo, which has more isotropic fine grain, great strength, and less weight for a bat of any given size. Oh, man. I'm sure it would, but how do you... I mean, bamboo grows in stalks. How are they getting um, bats? Machete? <laughs> I don't know. Right, but wouldn't... I mean, like, you can carve... You'll have whole pieces of wood large enough to carve a bat out of. Yeah. But, like, how how do you do that with bamboo? Are they, like, reconstituting the bapu, bamboo into, into a bat shape? I don't... Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't I'm know. I'm super fascinated by this. Let's Let's check in on care and maintenance of bats. Oh... Boy, I've been keeping mine in my closet. <laughs> yeah, well, here, here this is just, it's also aluminum, so I feel this like this will that's be okay. very applicable to you, Joel. Karen Maintenance players can be very particular about their bats. Ted Williams cleaned his bats with alcohol every night and periodically took them to the post office to weigh them. Mm. Quote, bats pick up condensation and dirt lying around on the ground, he wrote. They can gain an ounce or more in a surprisingly short time. I'm sorry. Quick sidebar here. Yeah. Ted Williams, yeah, star player, yes. professional baseball player. Uh huh. I know they didn't get paid as much back then, but probably fairly wealthy men. Uh huh. Continued to not spend money on an accurate scale of his own, <laughs> and opted to go to the post office repeatedly. I think at the time the post office was reputed to have the finest tuned scales. <laughs> Just like if you want an accurate reading. You take your bat to the post office. Sure. And I guess if you're Ted Williams, you could probably jump the line in and around Boston. But Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It still seems like it would be worth investing in your own scale. That's all I'm saying. Ichiro Suzuki also takes great care of his bats uh, and makes sure they do not accumulate moisture and thus gain weight. He stores his bats in humidors, one (sighs) in the clubhouse and another, a portable one, for the road. Dude. Portable humidor. Ich- Ichiro is like one of my favorite baseball players of all time. There's nothing that guy does that isn't like fucking cool. Well, I bet you're wondering how Rod Carew fought moisture. Not as much as I was wondering about Ichiro, but well, yeah. He, he stored his... Well, this is before the humidor. The por- yeah. Before the portable humidor, Rod Carew would store his bats in a box full of sawdust in the warmest part of the house. Mm. Quote, the sawdust acts as a buffer between the bats and the environment, he explained, absorbing any moisture before it can seep into the wood. Okay. Good call, Rod. Now, here you go. Now, pay special attention here. We're going to wrap it up. Many players bone their bats. Meaning oh, that Jordan, Jordan, family podcast. Oh, no, no. I mean <laughs> that before games, they rub their bats repeatedly with a hard object, believing this closes the pores on the wood and hardens the bat. Animal bones are a popular boning material, but rolling pins, soda bottles, and the edge of a porcelain sink have also been used. Have they have they consulted any sort of wood expert as to whether any of this is even remotely true? Pete Rose had his own way of hardening bats. He soaked them in a tub of motor oil in his basement and then hung them up to dry. 
the boning of the bats, and, and again, I, I think this is mostly anecdotal because a lot of players do this. A lot of clubhouses have a, a cow bone, a cow femur in it to use to rub your bat. And again, you rub I it. had no idea. The theory is compression. Like, basically, you're tightening the wood and you're basically making it, like, harder. This is astonishing. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I don't know if it's effective. Yeah. <laughs> But if the players believe it's effective... Then it is. And that brings to close another wide world of weird sports. Wide world of weird sports! Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to close another sports. Sports podcast. Before we go, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll bring on Wavy Gravy to give you our contact information. Wavy? Oh man, this is this is like a long list of stuff. Yeah, Dude. You just just read just read right off the list. Okay. Well, it's saying here that you can email us at sports 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 podcast at gmail dot com. Uh I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't have like email, man. Like if you wanna get a hold of me, I'm like, come by, you know? Like uh uh just or just go out into the world and experience it. And you know what? If Wavy Gravy's in it, then it was meant to be that day. Uh, you can find all of our episodes on, uh, it says here, uh, soundcloud.com slash, the, slash sports, the number three podcast. That's right. Uh, it's just, it's a lot of instructions, man. Like, how about this? How about you just, I don't know how the inter- inter- internet works, but just go on it and let it come to you. You know what? And I got a feeling the sports podcast is going to be one of those things. And, and finally, if you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, it's at sports, the number three podcast. Uh, so you can absolutely go there. Make sure you hit me up in my mention in your mentions. It's, uh, it's at wavy gravy, NBA freak. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you very much. Wavy. Appreciate that. Hey, Jordan, Joel, what's happening? I think we did a pretty good job today. I think we did. Yeah. Suck it. Phil lights off. receive this transmission from the comedy podcast network for more shows visit comedypodcastnetwork.com